1: Hi there. My name is John Paul Kermy. I am a breathwork teacher. I'm really excited to be doing this new podcast with my good friend Feldy called Hang Up.
0: That's
2: right. I'm John Feldman. I'm in a band called Goldfinger. John Paul taught me breathwork. It changed my
1: life. We're talking about solutions to problems today. Listen to Hang Ups on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Live from the Dream Hotel in Hollywood, California, this is Lips LA on Dash Radio. Hey
0: guys, what's
1: up? We're here with Sunflower Bean, Julia, and the rest of the band. Say hi, everyone. How's it going? How's it going, guys? So for all you guys who don't know, one of the hardest working bands in NYC, an amazing band who's actually out on tour now. You're doing a few dates now with Interpol, The Kills. And let's not forget, uh, You know, I, I kind of read this thing which I love about you guys, which said that Music suggested of psychedelia have merged after punk and the police rather than before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we have so many influences, so much to get into. The band's called Sunflower Bean, out on tour, second record out. We, we have a lot to get into. Julie Cumming, um, also a friend, client of Lips LA. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy to have all you guys here um, and to really get into it today. So... Take us back to the beginning the band was formed 5 years ago and I sort of see you guys as sort of almost like a quintessential New York band but I know you're and I almost I also read that there was like Long Island um, did you somebody live in Long Island cuz I'm from Long Island Yeah me too. and
3: Me and Nick grew up in Long Island
1: Cool so Long Island and Strong Island in the house Strong which Island. I love I'm yeah. from what part of Long Island
3: Um like Glenhead Glenhead Oh, oh I read
1: that yeah. I did read that Do you know where Woodmere Cedarhurst Hewlett five mm. Pounds is Yeah. That's where I'm from Nice us Long yeah. Island guys have to stick together Oh yeah There's I can them. hear it there's not that many Long Island guys (laughs) in rock and roll so you know well
2: we we got some seminal bands though
4: the Velvet Underground we got
2: the VU is the
1: Velvet Underground from Long Island
2: every member besides Besides, John Cal Lou Reed is from Long Island yeah Yeah, he's from Freeport and um, I didn't know
1: that I have to brush up on my rock and roll actually
2: um (laughs) <laughs> um, not Steve Shelley. Uh, Lee Ronaldo is from Glen Cove, which yep. is where my mom grew
1: up. Wow, that's crazy! All right, well, something I did not know: the Velvet Underground is officially from Long Island.
4: And do you know? Do you know that band, the Lemon Twigs? No. They're, you'd like them. They're cool. Yeah. They um, they're on Four AD. Okay. They're our um, friends. They're from Hicksville. They oh, taught, cool. So I feel like there's something. I mean, something I'm, in the water. I'm biased because I play with you guys from Long Island, but I think there's something musically important you know yeah
1: well i will tell you something which you guys may not know because i didn't know this up until a couple of years ago but um the guy who started a lot of Palooza and james addiction perry farrell's from long island he's from my hometown which uh, a lot well, of people don't know because yeah. james addiction is so edgy and indie and people are like perry farrell's from long island but yes yeah, shout out to perry and you're from woodmere I'm- the secret is out. Honestly, uh, makes sense. So, like yeah, it. it makes sense. So, all right, guys, five years ago, this band was formed. You're on your second record. Um, and and there's so much to get into. Julie, obviously, you started modeling like years ago, too. And I think yeah. it's so cool how you seem to merge these because you have the credibility. You guys have major credibility in music. And you started as a model. And I think it's a pretty interesting story for girls. There's so many girls that also aspire to do music. And mm-hmm. you've taken it super seriously and done incredibly well as a band. And I I have so much respect for that because at the end of the day, like it's one thing when you're juggling two things like that, but you've managed to kind of ride them both in a way and, you know, do them both in in a really big and great way. So talk a little bit about how you guys met your journey and also how you managed to juggle these worlds and also maintain that credibility in both, which is always sometimes a little bit tricky to do. So
4: totally. Um, So I uh, joined my first band in New York City when I was 13 actually. Wow. So that kind of got me, I think a little bit acquainted with, um, with almost like the, you know, we had, I remember when we got like our first band spread in like nylon, when nylon was like really still pumping
1: it's coming back and
4: it's, com- and it's, it's coming, coming back, back now, right. but it was like stuff like that, that I, it was a, like an acoustic psychedelic Sid Barrett inspired girl group. And um, the boys, which they can talk about, were like part of a little bit of a different scene. And we had different like kind of things going on. And um, it was kind of the way I describe it is like, you know, like the weird kids at school. Yeah, They kind of go to their weird table. We were like always the youngest in the New York scene. And I
1: love that you have like glam rock references, how you grew up. But I also read that you had seen like a glam rock VHS. Does anybody remember VHS tapes? I do. Um, but so Gary Glitter, obviously Mm -hmm. Joan Jett, Alice Cooper, T-Rex, all that kind of stuff that I love too. So that's so cool because obviously it's a different generation, but you know, shout out to the VHS tapes for giving you that inspiration when you were younger, right?
4: Well, my, you know what? My parents like to act like they didn't, um,
1: like push you,
3: push me to do this.
4: They're like, you know, we never, we would have been happy with Julia being whatever, but I'm like, you know, you guys were like force. Feeding me Gary Glitter all day. It's right. like, was I supposed to come out normal? <laughs> like I'm insane. Yeah. But um no, but it was, you know So
1: were those um, the artists that you were into growing up?
4: It was more so um I'd say my my first ever memory is wanting to be in the in the Beatles too.
1: Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> Paul McCartney just seems like such a good dude. Every interview I see from him, he's like such, he has nothing to prove. He's just a nice guy, right? Maybe the nice yeah. guy. But so the Beatles, T-Rex, Alice Cooper, Joan Jett, all this stuff, right? And at some point you, were, you started picking up the bass and you just were like, this is going to be my instrument because the bass, let's face it, it's not that easy to find like yeah. amazing bass players. We met because I was for like we did like a three week tour with mm-hmm. Lana and Courtney years ago. I was like, well, who are all the female bass players?
4: But There's we, you know what? You and I met before that. Oh, this one. And this is like this is like my secret Scott Lips story. Oh, I didn't know that. We're getting the dash radio realness right now. I love that. Um, you and I met right when like I feel like my modeling career was beginning and I came into one with a different mother agent. Oh. And you and I talked and like we talked for like
1: I kinda remember that. Remember that? Like yeah.
4: like hour or two yeah. we talked about music, talked about everything, and I it do. and it didn't end it didn't <laughs> end up working out. Cause I think I was just really you know, it's like those that embryonic phase yeah. where it's like hard. It's to all timing in life too. Yeah, right? and then we met again for the for the Courtney thing and I was like, I don't think you remember.
1: <laughs> I, I did remember but I truth be told, I don't have the greatest memory. But you're not you're very memorable. But now that you said it I do remember it. Um,
4: that's my that's my I'm like, Scott, we've we've met before so
1: you did all this like at some point um (laughs) 80 slimane um i always pronounce his name a little bit incorrectly but id 80 slimane picked you to be the face of ysl yeah and you did like i think three campaigns and you did a bunch of his shows and you were almost like exclusive with him for Mm -hmm. a while so that was definitely one of your biggest breaks Mm -hmm. in the fashion world now you've gone on to do british vogue you know h&m all these different things so you did a you did a shoot with madonna for german vogue which i want to hear all about Um, so there's so much to talk about. So I do want to get to some of your songs because there's so much to play Mm -hmm. and you guys are playing soon. And I want to, you know, talk about the fact that you have this new record. So I think I want to jump to my favorite song. Um, probably maybe my favorite song, um, that you guys, uh, did, I don't know. Um, and I love the video. So, um, let's chat, let's do, let's jump to actually, do you have a favorite song on the record?
4: Well, I think the one you're talking about is maybe I was a fool or is it twenty two? No,
1: it's it's, I was a fool. Okay. I wanna play twenty two too, but I was a fool is my favorite song (laughs) to go. But but I want do you have a favorite song on the new record?
4: Um I like I like Human Four. That's my current favorite, but I don't know that's not that what's not the radio single.
1: Well, I always describe I was a Fool as a bit Fleetwood mac Mackish and mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands. So I want to jump to I Was a Fool. I wanna come back and talk about you guys doing this tour, this new record, yeah, and the story behind 22, which is also a great song. So hold that thought. Let's jump to I Was a Fool. You're listening to Sunflower Bean on Dash Radio, Lips LA Radio.
3: You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips.
1: We just listened to I Was a Fool, Sunflower Bean, an amazing song. So one of my favorite songs on the new record and also 22. Will you guys sort of jump in and tell me the stories on both those songs? Because I really love them, both.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're both really different songs. Um, I Was a Fool, we all wrote together in the practice space. And we were just down there, like, literally from scratch, just noodling around. And it sort of just came out. And sometimes those songs are the most exciting ones because there's no pre-planning or expectation. It's just like a pure like energy or vibe that you can pick up and sort of just run with. So the song was basically written in like 15 minutes.
1: And I love that you guys are actually getting in a practice room and writing songs. Ba- some do bands you- don't do that these days. It's so. kind of old-fashioned, yeah. Old where? It's, I, it's I asked in like, Long Island. So that's I, where I love that. I asked one band if they do that, and they're like, we don't jam ever. We never jam. I'm like, okay, well, I, it used to be people would get in a room and write songs. So that song came about that way, and also 22, were both those songs created in that sense or no?
4: 22 is different. I was like, I I had um, I had the the guitar in plugged into the amp in my living room for a bunch of days, and I was like playing with different capo placements, and I was like, walking by it and, like, changing it and then walking away then, like, coming back. And it was like that for a few days I was working with these chords. And then it's it's that same thing, right, where, I mean, you can set it up, but I feel like one of the most important things about being an artist of any kind probably is, like, understanding how to capture that feeling um of inspiration and not like Mm -hmm. it's like when you're falling asleep and you start having all those amazing ideas and you're like do i write it down well
1: what was the inspiration because some bands like to explain their lyrics and some artists are like you know i'm not gonna i'm just gonna leave it to be mysterious because i don't feel like explaining what that is so was there because 22 could could be symbolic of obviously a time period you're going through an adolescence going to adulthood so was there sort of a story behind lyrically where that song is at
4: well the the record in general, I feel like, is showing a lot of different um a lot of different sides of being twenty two which is you know something we were all experiencing together. I'm still twenty two. The boys are now twenty three: Wow, it's such a good um, age. I wish I was twenty two
1: <laughs> How good an age is that? Like so good no well what, <laughs> we, what we're
4: what we're thinking about is like, you know you're like you're you're coming into your adulthood. You know, you obviously know some things about the world, but it's it's hard to it's hard to really know where you stand. It's like you're it's it's almost like like 18 by Alice Cooper. It's like, you know,
1: Then you get older, you not, have like taxes. Yeah, shit You don't want to deal it's, with. You know? Yeah.
3: You know, yeah. you know more than you ever have, but you also are kind of there becomes even more unknowns like looking forward kind
4: of like really defining like what what your life means and what you want and the song 22 I think was a certain shade of um I wouldn't say sarcastic and I wouldn't say tongue-in-cheek but I mean you'd know this more than anyone being in music and fashion um and living in these these big cities it's um just the obsession with uh with youth with um vanity with These things is so exhausting. And it's hard because fashion is so creative and beautiful. And and at the same time, especially as a woman, you're wondering what your worth is after late teenagerhood or early 20s.
1: Well, the good thing is if you're doing this well at 22... then I feel like there's like a 10th album coming up when you know you have your whole life ahead of you, which is great. Because most bands, do, I mean, it, sometimes it takes a while. I know you've been together five years, but I feel like in the last couple of years, you've definitely have uh, experienced success. You were starting to get great reviews early on. Yeah, I remember NME, mm-hmm. and I think All Songs Considered, um, right, NPR, yeah. I think... Um, was it I Was a Fool, NPR pick to be one of the, the songs, the yeah. pick-to-click kind of thing in that November? Yeah,
4: first. that was the first single off the record.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, that's actually not that common either, right? After two years, let's say, to have some a lot of critical success because sometimes it can take years and years. So it is pretty cool how you guys... But I think when something's great these days, people kind of find it online. Like, how do you guys discover new music? Is it through SoundCloud? Is it Spotify, iTunes? How do you, how do you discover new music?
2: Besides people recommending stuff... It's usually the related YouTube
3: videos. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. well,
1: well, this will be on YouTube. That's great. And you guys are fans of Tame Impala. I think you wrote a song about <laughs> yeah. Tame Impala, right? Oh, yeah. we did. Yeah, that's cool. Because I think they wrote a song about Zeppelin or something, mm-hmm. right? So that's the story. That's cool. So, I mean, it's like you have old references, new references. Who else are you guys fans of? I mean, is there anybody that you really want to tour with? Because you guys have toured with some great bands already. The Pixies. How yeah. cool was that? Yeah, it's
4: been a bit of an insane year for us Uh the touring matchups have been really, really special.
1: Yeah. So uh, tell me what because that, that must have been like they're legendary, right? Frank Black and so how was that that tour? It was.
3: It was pretty great. Did you hang out with them? Not too much. No. Lot, you know, there sometimes a, you don't see mm, the bands you tour. There were right? a lot of times where I'd be walking in the hallway and Frank Black would be walking. Like, did you say hi? at least? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, we, well, we, we, like, we would yeah. see them
2: every day. We'd say hi, but yeah. as far as like after the show, like going out or stuff like that, get pizza we didn't. Together. We didn't yeah. do that kind of stuff, but we were. We were in the same building saying hi and like making small
1: talk every day. So well, that was pretty it, at least cool. You know, you could say you toured with the Pixies, which is amazing. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. So, so let's jump to 22. I want to come back and talk about Julia and Madonna. So <laughs> stay tuned for the Julia Madonna story. Oof. One second.
0: <laughs> Yo, what's going on? It's Youngwood, and you're listening to Scott Lips on Lips LA.
1: We're with Sunflower <laughs> Bean <laughs> and the band. What's up, guys? We just listened to 22. Great song.
0: Thank
4: you. Thank yeah, you. of course.
1: So uh, before the break, I was mentioning that. No uh, interview would be uh, complete without talking about your Vogue Germany Madonna story, <laughs> Julia. So what was it like to work with the Queen of Pop?
4: Um, that's really, I don't think I've ever like told this story anywhere. Um, so that's that's good. This, yeah. is, a, this, this is, a, is an exclusive. This is not a Dash It's LA exclusive. We love that. Um, I don't even know if I should be, I th- I signed some. And
1: oh well, the thing came out know. like a while ago. We can so talk fine. about. It. we were yeah. in
4: we were in Long Island getting ready for like a day of um like practice we with were, Madonna. We, no. Yeah, with she we was were, at my mom's house. <laughs> we were writing, <laughs> writing we were <laughs> writing <laughs> the record, yeah. so we were like, I was staying out there, um, getting it done, and my agency called me and they're like, okay, we have a, it's like it's Vogue Germany, it's a cover, and I'm like. And uh, it's a big, big artist. We can't say anything about it, but we just need to know if you can do it today. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it today.
1: It's the Velvet Underground.
4: Um, And it's like it wasn't until I was on my way there that they're like, it's Madonna. And I was like, oh, my God. And like, how do you prep for that? And it's the winter in New York. Right. So, you know, baby girls legs are also in in full bloom. You know, I'm talking if the wind was blowing, I could feel my leg hairs. You know, flying. Yeah. So I'm in, and they're like, you know, you need to go straight to the shoot. I'm like, you guys don't understand. I'm not. It's not right. Right. And I'm shaving with two razors. Oh my
1: god, this sounds so crazy.
4: I'm like, and I'm like six feet tall. I got these chins, and I'm like, like in the two, car
1: on the way over there. In
4: my house, they're in like, come house. straight to the shoot. I'm like, gotta go home real quick and uh, use ready. a lawnmower right. on my. On my legs before meeting Madonna, right. and I get there, and I also had like I had really long roots. How could they, they called me that day? Yeah. I couldn't prepare, and they're there, and like we pulled all my hair back. And um, I remember, Madonna was just really amazing. She let me um, wear her hats. Yeah, she smelled, did. You guys bond. Did she you? smelled like how like
1: like
3: peaches.
4: Ultra or? celebrities smell. It's yeah. like they have what is that smell? I oh, delicious. delicious. It's like it's like they have access to different
3: things just different scents. perfumes yeah. Yeah. The,
4: the normal people like very I just, expensive perfumes like yes. imported Only from time China I've met something. like insanely famous people I'm like how do you smell like that smell like it's yeah. just wild and um, her eyes are incredible her arms are incredible wow. you know so what and was the
1: day like were you guys like uh, chilling out like instagramming together no, was no, there no, an no. instagram very, of that very, I don't feel like there was an instagram of that. no
4: there were was i don't know it was i don't like know were you able ago. to it was like oh. a year ago, okay. ago. no i'm but saying were
1: you able to take a picture no with no her? no very you know i don't very, you you okay. know and, and oh, it
4: was no it was really cool and um and then we get to we got to the last shot and i was wearing like a shirt with suspenders and they were like um you know let's 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 get that shirt off and i was like you know i'm with madonna i'm not gonna not take my shirt off because the suspenders were covering my nipples right But it's like when Madonna—you're just not.
1: When Madonna says whatever, you you know, you're like
4: sure. They're like the nipples munching. You're like sure. (laughs) And we were doing we were doing this shot, and um, the shot was like kind of like old saloon, and and I thought it was like prop whiskey because we had we had shots but it was real whiskey and Madonna was pouring
1: it. Wow. Was she drinking it? No, no. she's
4: pouring it for, for, for everyone in the shot and we, and it's a film. So we have to keep filming. And I, you know, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the suspenders. I'm like, I'm with Madonna. I'm wearing the suspenders. Was they're, it was surreal. they pouring shots. Yeah. And it's like, take the shots in the video. I'm like, if Madonna pours you a shot, you have to take a shot. What am I going to do? Not take the shot.
1: So you took the shot.
4: So I took like four, five shots. Wow. Shooting this thing, there's a cat. There's a live animal.
0: The whole I'm thing getting, is so surreal. I'm
4: getting drunk. I don't have a shirt on.
1: Wow.
4: You know, I... This, that's, and there's a video of that anyone, somewhere. If anyone wants to know what fashion is like, that's what don't expect like. to wear a shirt. Don't expect to not get drunk.
1: And you might have drinks with Madonna. You
4: might have drinks with Madonna. Yeah. All of age, of course. Don't that's drink. amazing. Don't. I'm not promoting. Drink responsibly and don't drink underage. Don't be dumb.
1: So that's incredible. So that's like one of your amazing that's, fashion stories. That is
4: a, That was an amazing, you know.
1: That was one of your fashion career highlights. What's yeah. the band's career highlight? Because I'd love oh, to geez. hear it. Do you guys have a career. Because I know you guys toured in Japan, which I'm obsessed with. I can't wait to go back to Tokyo um do you have a career highlight was tokyo a career highlight because i'm like obsessed definitely. with tokyo. Yeah. definitely yeah.
3: Just, one of them. just getting out there because we played two like small club shows in china as well which cool. was i feel like that was, what was really, that like it was incredible yeah. it was just like sold out like 300 like chinese teenagers very cool in shanghai yeah and which you never think would be possible they it's
1: don't hard. use instagram yeah. there so i wouldn't i couldn't go there <laughs> yeah no they they have like all their own like
3: proprietary like social media yeah, Weibo or something yeah like Weibo. That. It,
4: it was really it's really cool especially when you know it's just like something something to remember and not a lot of bands get to do and even like they like you know what a show is going to be like in indiana definitely you know or we we do at this point but you you just have no idea what uh rock fans in like shanghai are really
1: so they were uh, really for. into it
4: they're really into it and into it and it, there's just a I think a different like exchange of energies when you both know like how long it took to get there. Well, you know, we, so
1: there's, like, there's no way we could talk about career highlights without talking about the fact that tomorrow night you guys are on stage. I don't know, whenever you guys listen to this, it may not be tomorrow night, but technically, tomorrow night you're playing mm-hmm. the Hollywood Bowl with Interpol and the Kills. That's got to be an amazing feeling, and you've got to be so high on that thought, right? Yeah, yeah, so
4: Yeah, it's a little hard. It's You know, we've we've been a band uh, for a few years now, and everything has been like... Steps. Everything has been steps, yeah. which I think is actually a really cool way to do it because it's not like you're hyped up on some sort of trend and that can be pulled under you. It's like everyone that comes to our shows wants to be there. Everyone that's a fan has their own way of coming to it. So it feels like a really amazing highlight, and it also feels like it, it's just a really... You know we're just really grateful, and it's a really great like step, yeah. That's definitely. like yeah. in the realm of, of steps that we would really love to happen. But what else can you really, you know, wish for besides playing with you know other, you know, amazing legends? Bands. Yeah, that's so yeah. really s- something.
1: Well, I just, um, I know that you're into Joan Jett, I just watched an amazing documentary about her that just came out, and um, yeah. I want to, oh, yeah. I want to, um Play Bad Reputation, because I know that's one of your inspirations musically. And we'll come back and we'll talk about Anger Can Be Power, the fact that you want to get young people out to vote and all that stuff. And um, you are listening to Sunflower Being on Lips LA Radio, Dash Radio, live from the Dream Hotel. We'll be back in just a minute. And you're listening to Bad Reputation, Joan Jett.
3: What up? It's Black Bear, and you're listening to Scott Lips on Lips LA.
1: We're back. And you were just listening to Joan Jett, Bad Reputation. Great documentary. Go out and catch it now. I just saw it. Very cool. Julie, I'm sure you're going to watch that documentary. Yeah. So, so much to talk about, but um, I do want to talk about some of your political stuff. Just touch upon it. Anger can be power. Yeah. And the fact that you're always inspiring young people to get out there and vote, So, which is really awesome and cool and inspirational. So just talk a little bit about that because I think there's not that many like younger bands that are doing that kind of stuff. And yeah. obviously, you know, I, I love what it stands for, so let's talk about it for a second.
4: Totally. Well, I think, I mean, and the boys can touch on this too. I think... One of the things that started it was um, was the writing of our record mm-hmm. and kind of like the fact that we have one song on the record that's extremely political, um, and people ask us now if it's like a protest record, just yeah. because there's one song that is extremely direct about it, and I do think that it affects all the songs in its own way. But I think one thing that makes sense to our ethics and um, what I really wanted to do with anger can be power is. Um, to make political involvement and uh, engagement with activism um, more normalized and more um, something that is able to fit into people's lives and especially people who are kind of beginning on that path because as, you know, we kind of experience and know it, going to protests, going to these meetings is definitely a way to express yourself as a citizen, but... um, there could also be other ways that you could integrate into that that are closer to your interests, right. and that might mm-hmm. help make it more normal for you. So, like for me, I when when I started it, I was thinking about how one of the things that I really know about in my life at this point is um, live events and inviting people to them, concerts, like, obviously, just yeah. being like, "Hey, come to my band's show." Yeah, and I wanted to create a live. Experience where people could come together, meet, and talk, and kind of share how they feel about everything that's going on, and mix that in with really interesting conversations. So
1: and getting people out to vote because I know you're yeah. really, you know, I see a lot of the social media stuff you're doing yeah. for it, and I think it probably inspires a lot of people, the younger people, to do that. So that's cool.
4: And that's something that's something um, this group headcount, which is really amazing, mm-hmm. that you should. You should. Yeah, they've know actually know been
3: about. at a lot of the Interpol shows. Yeah, oh, cool.
4: They come to. Who they, are come they? What to, are they? I don't know that they much. They go to shows oh. like festivals or rock shows or anything, and register people to vote there. Mm. So it's like a really direct tie between music, music and, and yeah, that's
1: voting. great. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's cool.
4: So it's it's a thing, and Nick talks about this sometimes too, where um, it's hard to know uh, if you have a, a responsibility as an artist or with any kind of platform. How to how to use it and i think it's different for each person definitely um but i think um we'll
1: get out there and vote yeah and listen to julie and sunflower bean that's yeah. cool i mean i wanted one thing i want to touch upon before we go because i think you guys have such great inspirations culturally and i think you guys touch upon a lot of stuff and of course we're going to put a drummer question there drummer <laughs> to drummer right um so who do you guys listen to? What do you guys watch? Where do you guys like to eat, hang out? All those things to me are pretty interesting, right? It's For me, cultural relevance is always very important. So is there a favorite place that you guys like to hang out in L.A. to eat? I, I, that's yeah. always important to me. I think I would love to eat.
3: I feel like the last couple of times we've been here, we've really just been cooking Oh, while we're here. Are you guys like is, vegans or something? No, no. no, no, no definitely no. Something? not. Okay. But okay. when you're on tour for so long, and usually we eat out, A lot, you know. So in LA, we get like um, a place. We have like a kitchen, and we try to cook. Oh, okay. And it's
1: so you don't have it. There's not like a favorite Thai restaurant or favorite. I love Jones. Have you guys ever been there? No. No. Uh, Actually, the last (laughs) Interpol video was filmed at Jones, so you guys should go there. All the names of the drinks on the menu are like famous. Like there's a John Bonham drink and a Keith Moon drink, and it's a very cool place.
4: You know what place you can usually find us at is like, uh, like the the worst but most delicious. Like Mexican place. Oh, that's cool. You know, out here. Which one is that? Where any what you know the ones you just drive by and you're like I'm starving. Paquito mas. And they got all the red salsas and all the green salsas and the tortillas that are like translucent.
1: I like that.
2: When you're on tour, you start a you sort of like start like really like understanding like the art of finding the low key spot.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, it's so yeah. funny because people think that touring is glamorous and then you <laughs> realize that most people actually like are living out of a seven 11, eating their meals on the road. And mm. it's yeah. not nearly what people think it is. Like talk about that for one second. How do you guys like stay fit on the road? Are you like, eat? are you like really conscious of what you eat or is it like you run into the quick stop and just get whatever you can? Are you,
2: you know, uh, I can only speak for myself, but I'm pretty just relaxed about it. I just do whatever I want. Yeah. And, you know, as long as you don't do things in excess, you can yeah. kind of I stay think, clear.
3: I think it's also it's a balance of trying to eat healthy when you can, but also not torturing yourself. Yeah, I you found know, it like impossible
1: to eat healthy on the road. I was doing some weird diet when I was on the yeah. road. and I can barely <laughs> do it. It was like I would run into every Trader Joe's and stock up on weird snacks
2: well yeah. you know there, there's extremes and if you just you know just everyone's different it. but yeah so all right well
1: i want to so we have to ask a drummer question from drummer to drummer i'm obvious the most obvious drummer the i do <laughs> oh, actually play nice. the drums um for, for courtney love yeah the, the uh i mean you can't talk about drumming i feel like without touching bass on bonham and people mm-hmm. like that but were you? Who was your inspiration? Was it Mitch Mitchell? I feel like when I say you play, you have a bit of a '70s thing going on. Drummer-wise, you know, I just so.
3: listened to um some Jimi Hendrix the other day for right. the first time in a long time, and it's it's amazing how well Mitch Mitchell's drumming just stands up. It just yeah. sounds so like just so modern. So was that, was Mitch Mitchell yeah, an he inspiration? Was, he was to a you? big one for me. Cool. Keith Moon. Keith Moon. Live at Leeds is like one of my favorite yeah. records of Both all time. Both great, great. Yeah. And
1: guitar player wise, like, what do you do? You have like, a, was it Clapton? I don't know who you listen to. Growing
2: um, up. pretty much, you know, all the all the greatest hits that people get into when they first start playing Keith guitar. Richards,
1: Jimmy Page.
2: Yeah, all Page, all uh, Johnny Marr. But then, like, a lot of my guitar playing was really influenced by um, captured tracks, which oh, cool. was a record label in Brooklyn that put out a lot of really great. Local bands back in like the early two thousand tens, and
1: I had like two Morrissey sightings in the last two weeks. Really, yeah, it's very cool.
4: I (laughs) think he's, but you know, he's following me. I think the there used to be this really amazing venue in Bushwick called Big Snow Buffalo Lodge, and the I actually saw Sunflower Bean play twice before I joined, and the first time I saw them, Nick got on. He hates when I tell this story got on the on the floor and was playing wild thing
2: wow yeah and me and jake used to they're... cover wild thing as a two-piece Oh, so cool and and i think <laughs> i think that Jimi hendrix is probably the greatest guitarist to ever live by yeah. a long shot it was good listening <laughs> to and he looked day, so
0: cool too like,
1: yeah.
2: yeah i mean that's that's half the battle is making it look cool i oh think that image yeah. sometimes it's, image it's these as days is like yeah.
1: underrated a little bit but because i i definitely grew up at a time but when you looked at like jimmy page and robert plant they were like these guys are like rock gods, right?
2: But the reason why it looks cool is because of how good they are and yeah. the amount of effort that they put in while looking like it's just you know effortless. completely effortless. Well, so, I ta- just, all they the
1: are. all the New York bands that've been on recently, obviously Albert Hammond, um, we just had on the show, and Paul Banks. So I've always talked about the intersection of fashion and music in the last twenty years out of New York, especially because I feel like Interpol had. You know, the suit thing they did and the Strokes were one of the first, you know, bands to wear the skinny ties and the suits. And so I think image plays a really big part of a lot of bands from the East Coast, especially. How do you guys feel about that? You have a great image. So obviously image is a conscious thing in in music for you. Mm -hmm. Fashion, image, like I know it's not manufactured. It's Mm -hmm. who you are. But do you feel like that's like a big part of your vibe for the band?
4: Well, you know, I think when you think about um, what a a band is or what, you, you know, even what what you can offer with your music, it's actually an entire universe that you're creating through yourself, um, which is really intense but um, with your your image, I think of it as you just you have a lot of opportunity to um, to affect people and connect with people because um, because it's different than than you know I'm not wearing what I woke up in this morning because I'm you know, showing who I am. And I think when you show who you are, you can, you know, ins- you always ins- have great inspire, style. inspire people to, to be who they are.
1: I've never seen you without great style. I'm sorry. because I know
4: I, I'm meeting you. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. You.
1: I don't never see you in like sweatpants. <laughs> I don't even wear sweatpants.
4: I don't no. Think um, I mean, not. I, I think if I, if I wore sweatpants outside, I would b- be vaguely suicidal, yeah. and I am every single time I do it.
1: You know that track pants in LA are like a big thing. I, I just put them on once. I was like, I'm not sure if these are me. I I'm remember
4: there. at the at the Lips LA um, uh, holiday party. I was out here in LA for, it and all all the other girls around. I was like, oh my god!
1: Everybody's wearing track pants.
4: No, they're just oh. gorgeous oh, in, oh, a di- oh. in a in a in a really different, different way, yeah. than New York way. Where I'm like, oh my, her face is like a disco ball. It's <laughs> reflecting, I'm just like it's gonna get burned. <laughs> That's
1: LA. It's a whole different thing. Out so yeah. I
4: love. I'm you know I'm not against it. I just don't know. It would Take me some re,
1: <laughs> readjusting,
4: rethinking. Yeah. Couple years.
1: So twenty nineteen, guys, we were do we have the show tomorrow night, depending on when you're listening to this. And then twenty nineteen, what's on top for sunflower bean?
4: There's some there's some things coming.
1: What is anything you can hint to? We need like exclusive juicy bits. We I know. Can talk well, about you already, have the, you already we have, have the. We, have we the have Madonna, Madonna story. We have Madonna, right. we which Madonna I'm vaguely story.
4: wondering if I'm going to get sued for. <laughs> no, I don't think so. We will we didn't all say deal with that when say, the time comes. We didn't say anything.
1: We just talked about so that you Madonna's guys shot together. Incredible. She's great. Which everyone know. I'm we just love beating
4: the bush. Yeah. Um, beating the horse. Uh. What were we talking? 2019, 2019.
1: 2019. yeah. 2019. You guys, I know there's stuff that you guys can tell. If Julie's not going to tell me, you guys can certainly tell me what's coming up for 2019. I mean, I the,
2: honestly don't know. I don't know what's happening <laughs> until the day it happens. Oh. I don't look at our schedule, so but I can't tell you. It's well, I'm probably more scared. touring. Well, okay,
4: well, no, the you know. You know, you got to be you got to you got to be secret, you, yeah. you know, we can stop, stop We tell everything. All right, so- well,
1: here's my last question, which is a great question. So, 2019, if there's one band in the world you could tour with that you'd want to tour with cuz you've toured with some pretty great bands already, who is that band? The Strokes. The Strokes. Okay. Well, I have some information that I can't reveal, but <laughs> all I'll say is hopefully that'll happen one day. So um, so um, that would be cool. That's awesome. So, hey, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Um, you guys should definitely check out the new record, Sunflower Bean. Check them out live. Um, go vote. Um, buy go vote. everything Sunflower Bean related. What kind of what kind of merch you guys got? Anything? We got cool? tote bags. We pins. Got
2: bags. Oh, you know what? I got something for you. This yeah. is this is the 2019 exclusive. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna actually have fanny packs next year. That oh, okay, okay. so uh, there we go. There's where can know, we find
1: all the, this stuff? By the
4: time we can manufacture them, no, absolutely no one will be wearing them. They'll I told we'll uh, <laughs> be back on the on the fanny.
1: I told G Easy that he brought back the toothpick into modern day culture because he really he, he uses the toothpick a lot. So you guys can bring back the fanny packs. That would be well. Very haven't
4: cool. you? Uh, haven't it's everyone wears them now? It's all I the crossbody. I
1: don't know. I don't these have these guys. I to get both one. have them. You do. I'm rejecting
4: the trend. Well,
2: you know, growing up, you don't oh, have yeah. a purse. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, then yeah. when you get a fanny pack, you're like purses are the best thing ever.
1: <laughs> well, next time you guys see me, I'll be wearing a fanny pack. And yeah. shout out to DJ Midas Touch for producing this episode. Thank you, Kendrick. And, um, guys, where can they follow you? At Sunflower Bean. We got
4: Instagram. We got YouTube. Yeah, but let's start at Sunflower Twitter, Bean. At we Cummins, got everything. Everything. We're, we're on all the, you know, we're, we're modern girls and boys.
1: Follow them on Tumblr and MySpace. Um, <laughs> Sunflower Bean, check it out, guys. Thanks for coming. And uh, we look forward to catching you tomorrow night, depending on when you listen to this. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
3: This is Lips LA on Dash Radio.
1: Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Renaissance, and I think you should
3: listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more.
1: Listen to The Renaissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: In Lauren Lake's courtroom, there is no nonsense. Hey, I'm a all, right? Don't talk when I'm talking. Just results. Mr. Jackson, you are the father. <laughs> Live it, own it, be it.
4: You see it?
1: Listen to Lauren Lake's Paternity Court on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.